This is episode number 40 of the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. And in this episode, I talk to you all about something called strategic planning and ultimately how to make a budget and an annual plan for your business. It's all coming up. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. My name is Paul Goff, former professional soccer physical therapist turned successful business owner and author from the UK. Each week, we answer your questions and bring you an inspiring story or person from the global physical therapy community. This show is dedicated to helping great physical therapists become hugely successful business owners. Thanks for joining me today. Now let the class begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. This is Paul Goff. It is great to be here. It is, as I record this podcast to you, Thanksgiving. Uh, It is November the 22nd, uh, 2018. So happy Thanksgiving uh, to you, belated, I guess, depending upon whether you are listening to this or when you are uh, listening to this podcast. I am recording uh, from a very beautiful, very sunny Orlando. It is. Uh, it's great to be here. It's uh, just over a week since my last uh, big event here in Orlando. I did a huge mastermind event, 135, the biggest attendance we've ever had at a mastermind event uh, in the last uh, week or so. We did that, which was cool. People flew in from all over the world. And much of what I'm going to talk to you about today comes from my just reflection on that and just sharing with you some insights that um i uh you know shared in the event if you like and just my takeaways having now reflected upon the event uh and really what it was about and uh, ultimately what you know what i hope people took from it so i'm excited to share with you uh, the theme today the uh topic of discussion conversation that we're going to have together uh is around planning and the uh idea that planning is the greatest gift that a business owner can ever Uh, get it is one of the best forms of leverage that you can actually have and it is uh, sadly for many grossly underused grossly underestimated uh, and just uh, misunderstood so we're going to put a little bit of that to uh, right today Uh, pretty topical given that it's you know we're heading towards the end of 2018 and you're probably already starting to think about how you get the best out of 2019 so we're going to talk all around um, planning. But like I said, it's good to be here in Orlando with the kids. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't know, I've uh, been up in the era such as to where I'm going to be living in the next uh, few years. I've uh, looked at potentially heading into San Diego. Uh, we went over and sampled Las Vegas. And um, ultimately, we've ended up settling with Orlando. So this is going to be my home. We uh looked at las vegas and seriously considered it uh we went over and spent some time there i met up with some people looked at houses and schools uh and for um uh, quite a few reasons but really the big one was logistically for my family getting across to vegas my uh family getting back to england and the time zone difference that exists between the west coast and the uk um, it just made it very, very difficult to uh, really function as a business and deal with the amount of responsibilities that I have back in England when I'm getting up for breakfast and they're all going home uh, for the day because they're eight hours ahead. That uh, The jet lag, uh, the time zone, eight hours difference, getting back to where I live in the northeast of England from Las Vegas is an absolute pain in the backside. And in all honesty, I can get home from Australia quicker than, uh, which is the other side of the world from from England, than I can uh, from Las Vegas. 
So for all of those reasons, we, um, we've settled on Orlando and we've just literally put pen to paper on a house in a beautiful little town called Celebration. That's where I'm going to be based. That's where my kids will go to school. Uh, and that's where my office to grow Polgoff Media will uh, be based as well. I'm just about to uh, confirm a lease on an office here in Orlando in Celebration. So, so that's where I'm going to be. I'm very excited uh, as my journey continues. Uh, Orlando, uh, this is a true story. Orlando is a place I've been coming since I was a kid. Uh, since I was eight years old and I used to come here with my parents regularly so I'm very comfortable uh, with being in Orlando in the you know Disney Kissimmee kind of area uh, and this is a, a funny true story when I was a kid there was a place called Wet n Wild uh, on the corner of International Drive and I always used to tell my mother that uh, when I'm older I wanted to be a lifeguard at Wet n Wild that was uh, the total sum of my dream when I was uh, around about 10 or 11 years old. Uh, I used to go there with my dad. We used to get the night passes, so we used to avoid the queues through the day. We used to go on a night uh, and we'd whiz around the rides. Uh, it was just amazing times and, and very happy memories that I've got of uh, Wet n Wild. And uh, my mum still reminds me to this day that as a kid, I uh, used to tell everybody that I wanted to be a Wet n Wild at uh, the uh, a lifeguard at the Wet n Wild water park in, um, in Orlando. And um, these days she uh, would tell people that I probably want to buy it uh, and run it and uh, sell it for a handsome profit further down the line. So my ambitions are a little bit more lofty. Uh, but anyway, Wet n Wild is gone. It's been replaced. Uh, very sad to, uh, to to see that over the last year or two that it's been replaced. But that's evolution, I guess. So anyway, um, the, uh, the, the concept that I'm here in Orlando and, and going to be based for the next five years is uh, almost feels like I'm, I'm coming to a second home anyway. And uh, another true story just shows you, you know, once you have your focus and your brain really starts to switch on to what you want from life. We arrived in a beautiful little town eight years ago called Celebration. Um, Natalie's best friend got married in Celebration. And one day on a vacation, she said, uh, we should head to Celebration to see what it's all about. And I can honestly tell you, the minute that I that I got there, I quite literally fell in love with the town. And um, I always thought, and I uh, publicly told it to Natalie and even to my mother, that I would want to buy a house in Celebration. And I always assumed that it would be a holiday home, uh, and it would be a place that I could come to the US and you know bring the kids, go see Disney, uh, do the work that I you know was planning to do as such, um, building this type of business and going to seminars, and and just use it as a holiday home as and when I was in the US. So to actually be uh, living there now and have a lease that is signed and my kids uh, about to go to school in celebration, it's um, it's literally the, the, the realization of a uh, dream. And um, along the way to getting here, there's been, uh, you know, we were tempted with San Diego. I would say the closest that I've felt to celebration would be a place called La Jolla in San Diego, where I really fell in love with. Um, but the problem with uh, San Diego uh, is this wonderful thing called uh, tax. I quite like the sun, but I'm not a huge fan of paying uh, ridiculous taxes if I don't have to. So uh, I was tempted with La Jolla. Uh, Vegas was certainly an option for business, and I felt that Vegas would be a great option for, for business. Uh, but when all was said and done, this big decision for me to move to the US had to be uh, what was best for the family and Natalie and the kids and uh, celebration. Uh, we're not even settling on it. We actually both feel as though we are, um, we were tempted with one or two other options, but all that really did was validate the decision that celebration was the place that we uh, want to be. And we're ecstatic to, to be here. We've got uh, a house to, to kick off a rental home um, starts in December. Uh, and obviously we're gonna look to buy as, as quickly as is possible to really put our uh, stamp on on you know this place and and uh, settle down and, and create some 
uh, great memories and, and great things for the kids and Natalie and our extended family and friends. So so that's my news. It's been happening over the last uh, week or 10 days, as well as everything that I've got going on. I've, I've had that decision, if you like, to make in the background. So Orlando is uh, now my official uh, home. Uh, we are uh, here, signed, done, deal, done. So it's no more confusion. If you've heard me talk in the past, possibly San Diego, possibly Las Vegas, uh, they were genuine options. Uh, but we resided uh, to settle in um, ecstatically in celebration in Orlando. So if you are around, if you're ever in the Disney area, uh, hook me up. I'm as close to Walt Disney World as I think you can physically get when it comes to residential homes. So, all right, um, that's that's my last couple of weeks, the big update. We're going to talk today about planning. Uh, it comes on the back of the big event that I did with the Mastermind Group in Orlando. Like I said, 135 people. And what I do at each event is basically eight sessions over two days. I teach, I talk, I it's workshop style. People have a workbook and we work through big things that are happening. We help people reflect on their successes. We help them make a projection or a plan for the next three to four months till we see them again. Uh, some teaching goes on, lots of insights, people sharing what they're up to, what is working, what isn't working. So that's kind of the, the you know the, the way that the event is structured. Um, and what I did this time was I moved away from uh, the kind of marketing and sales aspect that a lot of people want to to have me speak about because that's ultimately where they they see me. You know, Paul's a marketer, and uh, truth be told, I I am a marketer and I'm a marketing and sales guy at heart, so to speak. But that's where I started in business, and that's what gave me the opportunity to be successful in business. And that's something to understand: marketing isn't business. Um, you hear a lot of people talk about marketing, and that's good, me included. You need marketing to get going. But marketing can be a blessing, it can be a curse, because a lot of people chase the, the rabbit down the hole, if you like, in that they just think that solving all of their problems comes down to being you know, the, the best that they can be at marketing. Now, really, the way that I look at marketing, marketing gets you started, and marketing is the fuel you know, to, to get going. And you have to have that skill. You, you will never be in a position to do what we're going to talk about today unless you really crack that cord on on marketing. The point that I'm trying to raise to you, and hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll agree with me on it, that marketing gets you started uh, much like skills. Skills get you started, but they get you stuck. Marketing, if you constantly focus on marketing, it too will get you stuck. And you'll go down a rabbit hole of wanting to change your website. You will want to uh, change your logo, change your corporate identity, um, be obsessed with pixels or you know whatever's going on on uh, on, on Instagram of being sold on another Facebook ad or whatever those things are, are fine right and you, you you know you're gonna have to get them and I'm the biggest fan of them things uh, used correctly they are mega important and I probably wouldn't be here speaking to you today had I not mastered all of those things but I also know I wouldn't still be here speaking to you today had I not mastered the planning uh, and the thinking aspect of uh, building a business, which really is what this podcast is about today. And when all is said and done, ultimately making better decisions about business. Because if you just keep focusing on the marketing, then you'll always believe that all of your problems are solved just by getting another patient or just by getting more leads. And what happens to many business owners is in the end, they stop really worrying about where the patients are coming from after a few years if if they do marketing correctly and they inherit a whole host of other problems that because they're so focused on marketing and thinking that all of their problems are solved by marketing 
they neglect all of these other things that start to go on in a business that grows. So the journey that I've been on in the beginning was the false belief, the erroneous belief that all of my problems would be solved if I just got more patience. And for a while that, that happened. I acquired a, a skill of marketing, which is still a great skill I've, you know, I've ever had that along with strategic analysis of the problems that I've got in my business. But really, if I didn't get that marketing skill, I wouldn't have got the ability to actually analyze the problems in the business. Said differently, marketing gives you different problems, right? So you, you sit there now and you might think, you know, I, I haven't mastered marketing. Some people are sitting there thinking, well, I've got volume of patients and I've got deal flow and I've got people coming through the doors, but I still don't have the type of business that I want. And that's because marketing is just one aspect of being successful in business. There are many uh, things that you're going to have to master if you want to be sustainably successful in business, not just sustainably or profitable for a week or profitable for a month. And a phrase that I often use is that at every level, there is a new devil. Okay. At every level, there is a new devil. So as your business progresses, you inherit a new problem. Now, for many business owners, they never recognize that. They just think that the devil is constantly marketing. If I can just get more patience, if I can just get more patience, then everything will be all right. Now, to a, a certain extent, you know, you, you're going to have a few problems solved if you can keep acquiring clients. But if you can't face up to all of the other things happening in your business because you can't recognize them or you can't be in a position to see them, then, then your business will flatline. It, it will just hit a brick wall. And that happens to a lot of people. So... I've worked now with my mastermind heirs for, you know, some of them three, three and a half years, and, and I've gone on a great journey with them. We've took uh, people like Kevin Vandy or Mike uh, Wehan or uh, Carrie Jose, uh, Christine Walker, people like that, like fabulous practitioners now running good businesses who started life as solo practitioners without, you know, anything more than two or three patients and charging a ridiculous low fee for their cash practices who are now at the point of running genuine businesses with staff and with assets and having to employ people to do the PT for them because they're having to be at the business end of running a business. So as I've gone on the journey with my clients, um, they've realized as well that, that this type of thing happens. You start thinking that marketing is what is all you need to get good at. And you realize that all of a sudden there's this thing called sales and leadership and culture and staff and KPIs and metrics and um, planning and budgeting and forecasting that is really what gives you a shot when you master those things of being sustainably successful in business. And that's the key word that I uh, use. Sustainably successful in business requires a lot more than just marketing. So so at the event, um, I made a pretty big, bold decision to stop speaking as much about marketing and sales, which people kind of want because it's gratifying and it's sexy. And they think, well, if I you know, have a new tactic to be better at marketing or I have some cool thing of being able to sell better, then everything's going to be all right. And, and now look, you need both. There's no getting away from the fact that you need those things. But what I'm trying to bring to your attention is just this other concept and this other way of building a business that when you get this what i'm about to teach you today it makes the marketing and the sales actually easier so really when all is said and done um the the meeting that i held for two full days was all around planning and getting my guys and gals into positions that they could make better decisions about their uh business and i'm moving more and more and more okay towards that that's being my thing if you like 
there's a lot of people going to teach you Facebook now. There's a lot of people going to teach you Instagram, and there's a lot of people going to teach you to work hard, and that's cool. I'm I'm moving well away from that now towards working with business owners, serious business owners. You've heard me say this many times now, who are uh, able to sit at the decision-making level of their business and think and plan and strategize around what actually are the problems within their business and then act accordingly, not just wake up every day and hit the Instagram post or hit the Facebook live post, because that stuff is is just crazy. And it's sadly going on more and more and more that that, that type of stuff is just gonna get you tired, it's gonna get you stuck and it ain't gonna get you um, rich. So really the, um, the, the flow, if you like, the principle that I wanna bring to your attention is this concept of decision-making. And this was a formula that I, or a, um, a principle that I brought to, to the people in the room, which is this. You might want to write this down. Management, make decisions. Decisions get turned into actions and actions get turned into results. With uh, the results, you measure them. And based upon what the results say, after measuring them, you change your actions. So I'll say that again. Management, that is you as the manager of a business, whether you are a one person, you know, one man band, solo practitioner or you are a manager of 20 people you are a manager you make decisions decisions that you make get turned into actions either by you or by your staff doing something or not doing something as a result of those actions you get results so you either get the financial outcome that you want or you don't the game is to measure those results and then change the actions I'm working now more and more with my guys and gals around this concept, that if I can get you to measure the results, you can change the actions, knowing full well that what you're going to do is what you should be doing, not just hustling or working harder or head down or coming in three hours later. If you as a manager can understand that really, when all is said and done, your success in business will be determined by the decisions that you make. Think about it. If at any point in your life, you're not getting what you want from it, you don't like the house you're in, well, you made the decision to buy it. You don't like the person you live with, well, you made the decision to live with them. You don't like the car that you drive, you made the decision to buy it. You don't like uh, the place that you currently run your office from, you made the decision to lease it. And so this whole thing goes on. When you face up to that and you live at the cause level, which I'm sure you've heard me talk about that many times, poor people live at the effect level, successful and rich people live at the cause level. At the cause level, you take responsibility for everything and then ultimately everything that's happening to you today is a result of the decisions that you made in the past. When you apply that type of thinking to your business, it's liberating. It's liberating. When you, make, uh, when you put yourself in a position to make better decisions, you will take better action, more uh, focused action, more concentrated, and it'll be in the areas that need your attention, not on the things that gratify you, such as Facebook and Instagram. When you do that, you'll get better results. But here's the key, it doesn't stop there. When you get the results, the goal is to measure the results against what you wanted to happen. And based upon that difference, change the action. That is pretty much what I spent two days teaching 135 people just giving them different frameworks within which to be able to get to that position. My point is you cannot bypass the decision-making level. And that is what I believe is going on in that when you set up a business, you are allowed to believe erroneously, forced, pushed, pressured, 
um, society, whatever, is forcing many people to think that the way to be successful is to go straight to the action level. Now, if you draw on a board what I've just explained uh, with management at the top, an arrow underneath down to decision, another arrow down towards action and another arrow down towards results, you'll see that people are literally jumping in at the action level. And then they're getting these results and then they are not getting the results that they want so they go back to the action level they you know they, they change the action but there's no real understanding critically strategically as to why they change those actions or, or what good they're actually going to do anyway which is why people are getting tired and not rich for one of a, a better um a better word so the whole thing um really comes down to if you want sustainably uh sustainable success in your business it's how can you get into a position of making a better uh, decision. So we'll talk through some of that today. And the best way I can do it, I'm just gonna recap some of the sessions that I did in the room. So it's like I said, when I do my mastermind events, it's eight sessions, we give all of the, the uh, clients workbooks and uh, it's no PowerPoints, it's me talking. I literally stand up on stage and just teach, talk, interact, ask questions and we flow. There's obviously a framework within which that I talk about, you know, per session. Um, but really, we give uh, we we give insights and distinctions based upon what what people are asking at the time. It isn't just eight sessions of PowerPoints because that would be pretty uh, dull and, and pretty boring. So, I'm going to talk to you about four of the highlighted sessions uh, within this whole concept of making better decisions about your business and getting you into the position where you can measure the results that you've got and give you a better shot at changing the action according to where you are um, against where you want to be. So, session one. Session one, I told everybody in the room really how wonderful it was to be in the room. Um, I flew every one of my staff over at the weekend um, or for this weekend from England, uh, including um, Vicky from my physio business. So we had Vicky from my office. We had eight of my media company staff from Britain. I flew out my web designer, Fleming, who's been with me on the journey for eight years. And what was so cool as well was to have people in the room uh, from Britain and Ireland who flew over from my UK mastermind, European mastermind, uh, who made the trip over from uh, across the Atlantic into the, to the event as well. And I shared with them the story that I kind of opened up with to you that I've been on an incredible journey and the realization that uh, on that weekend to have people like Vicky in the room who'd followed me, you know, been with me for 10 years, to have my staff in that room, to have my web designer in the room who's been with me for eight years, Fleming, who eight years ago when I reached out to him and said, look, I need some help with a website. He now has probably 60 or 70 clients from all over the world who I, you know, uh, give him, you know, give a recommendation to, to, to use him. He's had his life changed. He's flying out to the US now every three or four months to come to my events with his wife. He would never have believed when I sat with him eight years ago that we'd be doing what we're, you know, what we're all doing today. Vicky would never have believed 10 years ago when she saw, you know, signed up to work with me, having quit her job in a dental practice, that she'd be flying out to Orlando last week and Vegas next week to come to sales boot camp with me. Uh, last year, I flew out to San Diego to come to sales boot camp with me. Uh, kids, her kids stayed in the same, stayed with me basically. Her and her, uh, her partner, uh, Rich, and her kids stayed in the same house as me. So my kids were interacting with Vicky. All my staff were in a house. Fleming was there with his wife. All the clients were there. And I kind of just sat there, uh, or, or certainly, you know, the night before, reflecting on all of this. I was just like, what the hell is, is going on? How How is this happening? You know, what what's actually happened for all of this to, to, to come together? And um, it was almost a realization of, of a dream, coupled with the fact that I'm now moving to celebration. I've been coming to this place all my life. I want, you know, the, the joke was I wanted to, to be a lifeguard in, um, in Orlando. So all of these things were, um, were 
were playing on my mind on the morning of uh, the very first session. And it was important for me to share that with the audience and, and the people in the room because it's so easy for people to look at what I'm doing now. You know, um, books out, number one books. You've got podcasts that goes all over the world, speaking on stage all over the world. You've got a multi-million dollar uh, marketing and coaching company. I have a huge business back in England. I've got houses. I invest in uh, properties now quite quite aggressively back in England, looking to do the same here in the U.S., it's it's pretty cool what's happening, and um, to me to me it kind of feels normal. It just it is what it is, and I've I've worked for it, and it doesn't necessarily you know uh, come as a surprise to me as such. As much as I'm not ungrateful for it, and I don't take it for granted, I, it doesn't come as a surprise because I've just done what I've been told to do, and I have a journey behind me, and this is where I'm going with it. I have a journey behind me that a lot of people don't see, which is flights to and from America every month, uh, jet lag. It was masterminds. It was investing twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars with business coaches. It was arriving at uh, Dan Kennedy events, not knowing who he was, but on a hunch that this guy could teach me something. It was hiring mentors that I met at events to teach me on coaching calls, you know, bi-weekly for two years how to understand marketing and sales and be better at business and invest in however many thousands of dollars to a guy to teach me how to understand my numbers and ultimately what budgeting and forecasts are and um, balance sheets and variance analysis. So everything's been, been paid for on a journey. And I had to remind everybody in the room that day that that, that that, that's possible for them. It's possible for you. If you take the right steps, if you sit there and just do nothing or even worse, hustle in the wrong direction, then the story doesn't unravel in the way that you want it to. But it, it can. And that's the point that I'm trying to say. If I can pull all of this off, um, you know, from, from back in England in a small crappy little town where I live, with nothing but a little private practice that I built, you know, to, to wherever it is today, and then leverage the skills that I took from that business to leverage, uh, to, to build this business, to be able to take the lessons and the knowledge that I've got uh, and the position that this business puts me in to be able to start an investment company, which, you know, really takes care of my family and hopefully generational wealth further down the line for, for my kids and, and whoever is going to come after that. You can do it as well. That's that's the point that I'm trying to get to you uh, as as I you know talk about session one that the uh, the story and the journey everything that you're doing today will decide how that story plays out and sometimes as the story plays out you have to be prepared to join the dots up looking back is a great phrase that I use and and firmly believe in that I believe so many people are waiting for certainty in their life that isn't there they are waiting for the magic pill they're waiting for this absolute concrete thing to arrive in their life and when they get it um, then they'll start to market or then they'll start you know sign up for a coaching program if somebody could guarantee that they're going to get the results they'll join a mastermind or if somebody can guarantee this thing that they'll, they'll buy accelerator or whatever it will be and that doesn't work like that you know you come to the events you come to the seminars you meet somebody you learn something that is connected to the next thing that you learn and the next person that you'll meet and in the end three to five eight years later you start to join all those dots up looking back and you get ultimately what happened to me on uh, Saturday on the first day of the event, which was the web designer in the room from eight years ago, a Vicky in the room, all the clients, all my staff, and everything that I was teaching them that ultimately came from all of the places and all of the people that I've met over the last five or eight years to be able to put me in a position uh, to be able to do that. So never forget that. 
you're you're literally crafting that story right now and it will be based upon the decisions that you make today even if you're not doing anything you're deciding you, the decision is that you're not doing anything if you're sitting on the fence if you're taking the wrong advice you're not implementing the advice you're being given that's your decision nobody else's fault that's that's you like the day in, your, your business success is a reflection of you and the decisions that you make if your business is a mess candidly it's probably the same at home and and on the reverse you know if you've got to you know all figured out at home and you're disciplined at home you'll probably be a lot more disciplined at work that's just the way life is there really isn't that much of a difference between who we are at home and, and who we are uh, at work the second thing that i brought up in session one was this concept of principles strategy and tactics all right there is a difference between the three I teach a lot of the principles on purpose, right? I have been taught principles and I build uh, my business on principles. Now, a lot of people build their business on tactics and that's why they get stuck. That's why they get flatlined and that's why they just run out of ideas and they don't really know how to figure out their own problems. Tactics are things like Facebook, Instagram, Google, pixels, uh, retargeting, Instagram lives, audiences, all these types of things, right? They're, They're tactics. And a lot of people go straight to that. I try to teach the principle level because I believe if I teach you the principles of how people make decisions and how businesses are built, then you can figure out the rest yourself. Ultimately, principles guide strategy, strategy guides tactics. Let me give you an example. Principles are uh, one example of a principle is that people are indecisive, right? That is a, that's just a principle. It's a human it's a default um, mode. It is a flaw in the way that people are made and designed for today's society. It ain't going to change in your life and it ain't going to change in mine. So you have to factor that in. That because people are indecisive, that should guide the strategy that you use. Now, you've heard me use the words, the fortune is in the follow-up. That is the strategy. So my strategy is to follow up because of the principle that says that people are indecisive. So that when they make an inquiry with me, and they say no, it wasn't because they meant no, it's because of a fundamental principle that says people are indecisive and no is safe. So the strategy is the follow-up and the tactic, well, that could be something like Infusionsoft or emails or phone calls or letters or whatever it will be. And everybody, when they first start to talk to me, it's like, yeah, well, I'm going to send these emails. But they don't really understand it at the strategic level and they certainly don't get it at the principle level. When you get these things at principle level, it guides the strategy and it makes the tactics irrelevant. Business owners who go in at the tactic level have no clue what the strategy is and never ever a clue what the principle is. And that's why when they outsource things to people or they bring in staff members, it starts with tactical conversations. There is no understanding of the principles. Therefore, they can't come up with their own strategy and they'll always be at the mercy of needing to constantly, constantly ask for advice, fire somebody, feeling as though they are on this merry-go-round, if you like, that they keep getting kicked off never really in control of their practice that's that's why you know you you start with social media that's the tactic understand the principle like why like how, how does this evolve how, how does this fit into the principle level if i'm going to do um social media another one that you've heard me speak about is the principle that a business needs four departments in my new hiring book that's out um in the next couple of weeks it is a big aspect of you know if you're thinking of hiring then you've got to fill out you've got to think of the four different departments which is marketing, sales, finance, and operations. Most businesses just fill up operations, no consideration to marketing, zero consideration of sales, and a part-time biller who's usually the, the business owner's wife or, or mother. And that is the reason that it doesn't get done as well as it should do. All four disciplines need to have an equal amount of love and attention. Otherwise, you get stuck. 
you can put in better PTs, but if you don't have a marketer filling the schedule up for the PT, it does not matter how good that PT is. So the point is you can't defy principles. And, and again, once you understand what them principles are, I mean, I, I reeled off six or seven in the room in Orlando last week. Once you understand what the principles are and how they apply to business, you create your own strategy and you figure out your own tactics. So you get somebody to do the tactics for you. So you're not stuck doing $10 an hour work. The strategic level stuff's $100 and the principal level stuff's $1,000. I live at the principal level. I get staff to come in and help me with the strategy and anybody can do the tactics once you figure that type of thing out. I very rarely, if ever, get caught in tactics. I don't even look inside Infusionsoft anymore. I have no clue what a Facebook ad looks like. I haven't been inside Google AdWords for years. I ain't ever going back into those things. I know exactly how to make them work at the strategic level because I understand the principal level. I've got good staff now who get the strategy and I work with them on that, but I never, ever, ever get involved at the tactical level of, um, of, of you know, anything that we're doing in the business because it just isn't the best use and highest use of my uh, time. So something for you to think about. Uh, principles will always guide the strategy and the strategy will always guide what, what tactics that you should be doing. Um, if ever you're caught up in tactics, uh, should have, like you, you're in trouble. So the, the teaching that I do on purpose is at the principal level. And even when I'm involved in coaching calls with people who are paying me to teach them, they want tactical answers and I nearly always take them to the principal level first help them figure out what they would do now they understand that, which is create the strategy. And the tactical question that they asked is usually an absolute waste of time because it, it, it takes care of itself. So uh, session number two, and this was the big one um, that, that we spoke about, was really a budget. We created an annual budget uh, in the room right there. And then we looked at the next 12 months for the business. If you haven't got a business, if you haven't got a budget for your business, you're in trouble. It's, it's just a mess. If you do not have a budget that you sit down and do over the next six weeks or so, that is uh, ultimately what you want to have happen in that business. You will never know how far off you are in the moment, whether it's January or February or March, and you will never then really know what you need to do to bridge the gap. Because if you think about it, a budget for a business is what you want to happen, right? That's, that's the definition of a budget. It's you sitting down now and saying, I want to make $80,000 in January, or I want to make a million dollars in 2019. I'm going to make 60,000 in January. I'm going to make 90 in February. I'm going to make 70 in March because the months, uh, you know, you have to reflect the peaks and troughs, which is a mistake that people make when it comes to budgeting. If you don't do that, you can never accurate, you know, you'll never be able to sit down at the end of January and say, that's what I said I wanted. That's where I am. What's going wrong or what's going right so that we can do more of it? And this is the point of the whole podcast. Getting you into positions, being able to make better decisions will change your life. That if you tell me in January that you wanted to make $65,000 and um, what you actually made was $52,000, we have a gap right? of however many, $10,000, $12,000, whatever I said, $65,000, we would be able to start to ask, well, where was the shortfall? What went wrong? And then we'd be able to start looking in your business and saying, all right, you know, what was the shortfall? Was it a lack of leads? Was it a lack of arriving, patients arriving? Was it a lack of patients uh, spending money? Was it a lack of uh, people completing plans of care? Uh, was there a delay in getting money in? Is this a cash flow issue? And so on and so forth. Based upon the budget, which is what you want, and the actual, what you achieved, there is a gap, there is an obstacle. And if I or you understand what that obstacle is, it becomes much easier to create a strategy for the problem that is, not the one you manufacture, which is usually, I need more patients. And it isn't. I can I can tell you that, that, that 
30% of the problem will be a lack of uh, volume. 70% will be what's happening um, behind the scenes in your office, even if it's just you. There, there's something not quite right that if you just fix the other things that we've spoken about there, uh, it would almost make the I need more patients conversation irrelevant. Fix all of the other stuff first, then go and get more patients and you'll have a, a, a wonderful business. So having an annual plan allows you, and this is the key point I'm trying to make, let's go back to the management make decisions, decisions get turned into actions, actions get turned into results. Having an annual plan allows you to put a fork in the ground, if you like, of what you want. And the question I asked in the room that day was, what would it make, uh, what would be worthwhile? What makes running a business worthwhile? How, how much? 800,000, a million, whatever. What does it need to look like? And, and work from there. Then in January, in February, in March, or in you know in March when my group gets together again in Las Vegas, we'll sit down and say, all right, you said that this is what you wanted. This is the last three months. What's the difference? And that is called the variance analysis, which is something that I introduced the group to. The variance analysis is the difference between what you said you wanted and what you actually got. And within there is where you start to make the better decisions on what is going right what is going wrong in your business and that's just one of the things that you're uh, going to need a budget versus actual actually gives you a variance analysis now i'm going to talk a lot more about these types of things in the podcast I'm obviously doing a hell of a lot of it inside of my coaching programs um things you're going to need now i'm just going to give you a quick checklist of the things you're going to need if you're serious about business this is what you need to start thinking about not social media not retargeting not instagram those are tactics like i said my accelerator program teaches you the principles it gives you the strategy and it gives you many different options for tactics but tactics are almost the last things that we do and i really don't even go into that much depth in tactics because they're all on video we just put them inside of a membership site most of the teaching that i do on the accelerator program is at the principal level how you know what marketing is about if you divulge straight to instagram or facebook you've gone to advertising which is not marketing Marketing is around figuring out who that person is, what their problems are, and creating a marketing message to move them. That That is, is it's very simplistic, and it gets as deep as you want it to get when it comes to understanding actually how uh, to, to do that. So I'm going to tell you the, the, the different reports that I think you're going to need if you want to be successful in business as you move forward, and by successful, making better decisions that change the actions, that give you better results, and being able to manage uh, and monitor those decisions to make better uh, decisions as you move forward. So the different reports would be a budget, uh, which is what you sit down at the start of the year. You should be doing that, you know, certainly by January, uh, have that done. Budget uh, versus actual, which gives you the variance analysis, which tells you what you said you wanted, versus what you got. Uh, and from that, you can start to do some strategic analysis as to what actually is going wrong in your business. Accounts receivable report, which is how much money you're owed. Uh, that's huge. Without cash, you're dead. Even if you're a cash pay business, it's a good habit because as uh, you start to evolve back from the business and other people are running that business for you internally, your assumption is that the money's coming in and that the cash pay patients are paying up front until your secretary allows two patients every week to be able to pay next time they come in or pay at the end or start to make decisions on your behalf that you didn't know were happening and all of a sudden you're owed $12,000 uh, from six patients who haven't paid yet. That's how you get into trouble. That's how you run out of cash. Um, Another thing you need is, I call it cockpit, which is basically a, dash bit, a dashboard. So I give all my mastermind members uh, basically a dashboard spreadsheet, if you like, called cockpit. And it is the KPIs and the critical drivers that they need to be keeping an eye on. These are the measures that tell you whether or not you're on track. So if the budget tells you the variance analysis, if you like, that you know how far off you were, 
Cockpit tells you why you were off. Cockpit tells you um, whether the patients were arriving. It tells you whether they were completing plans of care. It tells you if they were spending the money that you projected. It tells you if your leads were coming in, what the conversion ratio was like, and so on. And that's that's probably the guiding light or tool, if you like, that I try to get clients to use is a uh, is a spreadsheet with all of the formulas plugged in that tells them how they are uh, doing. And, and it, it, it splits it up into what's coming in uh, versus what, what was said, what the KPIs are, what the critical drivers are critical drivers are the most underestimated aspect of a business a lot of people talk about kpis which is sales and profit um sales profit and, and number of visits really whereas critical drivers are significantly more important because if you take care of the critical drivers the kpis take care of themselves critical drivers would be mon uh, money spent patient visit average arrival rate conversion rate and so on i obsess over those things and therefore i don't really have to worry about kpis because they take care of them you need to know what your balance sheet is, uh, what's the strength of your company, how much cash have you got in the bank, what's your assets, how much money do you owe. Uh, it's not what your company is worth, it's the strength of your uh, company. And a huge one is a cash flow forecast, um, a cash flow forecast. Um, what are you expecting in uh, the bank in the next five days? Have you got enough to meet the bills that you currently have? And is anything starting to stand out to you that uh, money isn't coming in in the speed that it should be? Huge, all good uh, report cards, if you like, that allow you to make, like I said, better decisions about the business. So, so the annual planning um, was really what, what dictated the entire session, if you like, or the whole of um, day two. It allows you to feel more in control of your business and the results that you uh, begin to expect or the results that you begin to get are the ones you expected. And since I started to do a lot more of this type of thing over the last few years, the results that I'm getting are usually give or take 5 to 10%. And I've got better at it and better at it the more that I've done it. And my results come in around about 5 to 10% of what I was expecting, give or take either way. There's no massive, you know, very rarely, you know, 50% out, like where it was catastrophically bad. I might be 5% out, down, or I might be 10% over in terms of it's being uh, better. And when you... Um, when you get like that, that, that's where you start to feel a lot more in control. So you'll hear a lot of people say, you know, I'm not in control of my practice. It's because they have absolutely no clue between what they wanted, what they're getting and what is going wrong. That's what this uh, type of, of budget and um, knowing how to create a variance analysis allows you to make less decisions, but better ones. And that's the key to not feeling as stressed and not feeling uh, as tired. And like you've heard me say many, many times, as people push you towards working harder and you're being sold that lie, uh, you are rushing in at the action level and you are bypassing the decision-making level of running a business. So uh, the budget and the analysis and the variance analysis sounds boring. Um, it's numbers, it's projecting 12 months out. It isn't instantly gratifying in the same way that it might be if I, you know, for example, was teaching you Google or Facebook right now. Uh, but from a you know from a real real business end of business these are the things that you need to do it is very difficult to do it on your own i appreciate that it is very very difficult to do it on your own to sit there and think what is my business what is my business going to look like this time next year you know i'm asking you really to start to think about what your business might look like uh, on thanksgiving 2019 and that's that's very very difficult to do but if um you don't know You'll never have a comparison between what you wanted 
uh, and what you're getting and therefore you'll never realistically be able to uh, bridge the gap and a great phrase that i use to sum this up on the importance of of having of you having a budget as you roll into uh, 2019 and, and wherever looking ahead at the 12 months that, that are ahead of you uh, should always be looking ahead at tw- you know 12 month cycles whether this is april or, or may you're listening to this if you cannot make it work on paper how can you expect to make it work in reality mic drop I'll say this again so you can write it down. If you can't make it work on paper, how can you expect to make it work in reality? You can't, is is the answer. Now look, uh, for context, budgeting and forecasting is my own kryptonite. It's like, I hate it. I do not want to do it. I'm a marketing salesperson at heart. It's where I'm comfortable. Uh, the problem is, uh, or was, if you like, had I stayed in marketing and sales, my income would have stayed where it well, uh, where it was as well. So I've, I've evolved as a business owner. You're going to have to too. I've evolved my coaching program because the people that I'm, I'm helping have evolved. Um, you know, a lot of people are doing super well now in their business and we're having to get in at the business end of running a business, not just at the, at the, you know, the marketing uh, level of running a business. So with the budget taken care of, all right, with it, with your budget taken care of, the next thing that I did at the event in session three, we considered what other marketing activities that would be required tied to that budget. So if you're wanting $65,000 in January, how are you going to get it? Because it's one thing to say that that's what you want. That's just a wish list at this point. There needs to be some kind of marketing plan or activity tied to that. Uh, and, and something, two or three, four, five big things happening in January that would give you a shot of achieving that $65,000. So if you um, you know, if you want to get that, what, what are you going to do in January about it? If you did a budget without considering this, it's a complete waste of time. And the reality for the people in the room was that what happens in January is actually affected by what you do now, six, eight weeks beforehand. That was the big takeaway, that if you're not planning 12 months in advance, you will miss these big marketing milestones. For example, I asked everybody in the room, 135, how many people 10 days before Thanksgiving had a marketing campaign planned for their patients? Six people raised their hand. I asked everybody in the room how many people expect to be marketed to by every company in America. Everybody raised their hand. My point was, all of this is happening to you. Why are you not making it happen for you? And the answer is quite simply, people are not planning for success. They are not planning. They're not sitting down in December and January and saying, this is what we will do. These are the milestones. These are the uh, critical drivers that we've got to tell us if we're on target or off target. There's the marketing plan that will drive 60, 70% of the activity that we're going to be needed to to do to hit $65,000 or $83,000 or whatever it will be. So if you if you're not considering that, and one of the things that I did with the group over the weekend was literally we went through every single month and considered reasons, excuses, uh, angles, if you like, to be able to market to uh, get patients, whether that's past patients, whether that's referrals, or whether that's new patients. We, you know, considered all sorts of ideas from St. Patrick's Day to Valentine's Day, and how you can use those things to be able to come up with reasons, excuses why you are calling past patients, you're sending letters, you are running promotions, uh, tied back to major milestones happening in the in the month. So. That was that was a pretty big uh, session, and again, more importantly for you, the realization that if you do a budget, good, you, you're doing better than anybody else. 
But really to make this work and, and to really nail it, you're going to have to have an idea of what the marketing activities are month on month to support the plan that you've uh, created in the or, the or the you know the target you've set in the budget. Uh, and the final one I'm going to share with you um, that I think you like was prioritizing. And ultimately how when you have something like a budget and you have your cockpit and you have your critical drivers and your KPIs and you know what's happening in your business, that allows you to have significantly better uh, meetings with your staff. Now, I hear a lot of people say that meetings are a waste of time and that's bullshit. It's, it, you know, figuratively, yeah, it, it, meetings are in most industries and most businesses a waste of time because they are just literally like nobody has a clue what the uh, agenda is, what the priorities are and how to get the best use of the half an hour. When you're running your business like this at the business end, the spreadsheets that you have, the data that you collect dictates the priorities for the meeting. I'm yet to find anything more beneficial in my life than sitting down with staff for half an hour or 45 minutes to speak about what is and what isn't happening in the business and to make sure that my staff understand their priorities and that they've got the time to do it. I can dictate all of the meetings that I have, whether it's weekly, monthly, quarterly or annually based upon the data so that every minute spent with my assets, with my team, is about what is happening or is not happening in that business. And we come out with a lot of cool, you know, a lot of great insights and, and everybody very clear on what they need to do to get my businesses to where we want them to be. Which if you contrast that with how most businesses operate, it's let's get together at 10 o'clock, just because we always get together at 10 o'clock. Let's ask how everybody is. It divulges or, or uh, evolves to, you know, crappy complaints and people not being happy about shitty things going on in the business. And nobody ever actually got to the root cause of what the problems are so that they can improve the business so that by this time next week, uh, they'll have some data. They can make a better decision and change the actions so that the week after, they'll have even more data so that they can make another better decision and have even better uh, results. That, that again, is what uh, it allows you to do. And I can't obviously do all of this for you via this podcast. My goal really is to make you aware of th there's something else going on, that if, that if you're just marketing all the time, you're going to you're going to get stuck and this is from a marketer there's another level like th there is another thing going on behind this marketing stuff that, that a lot of people are talking to you about now that if you're tired if you're not getting the results you want it's because you're not making the decisions that you want and if you're not making the decisions i can pretty sh pretty pretty get you know within 99.9 percent .9 accuracy guarantee that it's because you haven't got the data as you need it you, you just don't know or understand what is happening inside of that business and if any of this has struck a chord with you today like i i really hope so and it, it should start that new rabbit hole that you're going to go down which is beyond marketing you know if, you, if you're brand new in business then cool it's it's like let's get going with accelerate that's what you need to do but if you pass that now and you understand the principles and you've got some leads coming in, you've got one or two staff, your business is starting to, to you know feel like a business, but you don't quite have a handle on it. You haven't got that control that you want and you're probably working a bit harder than you want. And it's just the same shit, but a different day kind of going on in your business. Then we need to start thinking about what you need to do differently. Is it me? Is it you know working with my group, my team? whatever but you can't uh keep doing the thing that you're doing if you keep getting the results and if the results are not ones you want then it's because you're not doing something it's not because of what you're doing it's because of what you're not doing and in a very simple litmus test you've been listening to my podcast now for probably quite a while right i put a podcast out let's say a month ago between then and now is your business getting closer to where you want to be between now and six months back the summer is it where you want to be if it isn't it ain't going to change in the next six months because you need to, to change figuratively. Whatever you're doing is the point I'm raising isn't giving you the results that you want. So we need to make 
not necessarily changes to your actions. We need to change the decisions that you're making about the actions, which will give you significantly different results. And that is the point that I've tried to make throughout this podcast is that you're being taught by a lot of people that it all is around the uh, action level and it is bullshit you want to be sustainably successful in business sustainably successful not for a week not for a month for the long haul you've got to get into a position where you're making better decisions fact logical data-based driven decisions about your business not emotional shooting from the hip from the gut I feel like I've had, I saw on Facebook, I read on the news, that's horseshit for want of a better word. This is the business end of running a business. This is where we're at now. And this is what, you know, I'm evolving to as a, uh, both a, a business owner, you know, in a, just as much depth and as much knowledge as I can possibly acquire. And as a business coach and everything that I'm doing is moving towards um, helping people at this level. I appreciate that it's not for everybody and that's good. I'm not, I'm not here for everybody. Um, I'm here to help people who recognize that this is what they want. And if this is the type of thing that you think that you need to know a bit more of, uh, jump on board with us. I've said it a few times, there's many options for you to get started. Um, what you should know is I'm starting a strategic uh, planning event. Uh, it kicks off in January, uh, January the 22nd here in Orlando in, uh, in celebration. It'll be one day uh, where you can come and work with me and you can do 12 months planning in uh one day basically i'll get the entire year mapped out for you uh we'll talk to you um not just talk to you it's 70 percent you doing it and 30 percent me teaching it so you'll do it in the room with me uh, in orlando uh, you'll create the budget i'll give you the sheets that you need you'll get taught the variance analysis how to make decisions about what's going wrong uh, we'll uh, spend the whole morning doing that and then in the afternoon we'll talk about the marketing activities that will be required tied back to the plan that you said uh, i'll answer any questions that you've got around it uh, talk a little bit more about critical drivers and kpis uh, and really send you away with 12 months of planning done in one day now if any of what i've said has resonated with you on this podcast you need to come um, it is for our cash club members right that's that's it i'm starting to draw a line under who can come and work with us and you know how i'm building this business so you need to join that cash club uh, at the very least you should send an email uh, to paul at paulgoff.com and ask how you can get involved in this strategic planning day it is something that all brand new mastermind members get for free uh, there is obviously a cost to it for anybody else uh, it's not cheap nothing is that i do because it's uh, significantly uh paid for at my end to, to learn all of this stuff so i don't give any away uh too much of it away for free that wouldn't be right and it's not something that i would encourage you to do either uh, so if you're interested in working with me for a day it's called the uh strategic planning day You'll hear me talk about it a lot. First one's in uh, January. Um, come and work with me for a day. There'll be 25 people in the room. Uh, around about 10 or 15 of my brand new mastermind members who have just signed up with me will be there. Uh, they get it for free. But I'm opening up 10 slots to the public. The only condition is you'll need to be part of my cash club. Uh, if you are not sure what that is or you just want to know more, uh, it's very easy to start the trial. It's $1 uh, ptprofitacademy.com forward slash cash hyphen club. Uh, and if in doubt, just send an email to Paul at paulgoff.com with the subject strategic planning day interest uh, my team will pick it up somebody will jump on the phone with you and just explain how you can get started you can activate the trial like right now or you can wait till you've sent that email uh, you'll have to start the trial 
uh, before you can come because we're going to be inundated with uh, the members who uh, we will be uh, actually reaching out to uh, who are in our cash club to tell them that this is what they need to do. So the chances are the first one will actually be full anyway, but it's something that I'm considering repeating every quarter. So if you're interested, uh, just reach out paul at polgoff.com and we'll get you on board with starting to do a lot more of this. Um, there will be no how to make a pixel work. There will be no funnels. There'll be no talk of systems. There'll be no talk of emails. It will be the business end of running a business. And that's what I want you to know that we are heading down that direction. And if it's what you need, get on board. If you are not getting what you want, um, the last month hasn't changed. The month before didn't change. Guess what? It ain't going to change next month because you're at the action level. You're doing the wrong thing. It's not that you're not doing anything. It's that you are, whatever action is, isn't working because the decisions that you're making are, are wrong, basically. And that isn't happening because you don't have the frameworks and the data to tell you what decisions to make. You don't know where you are versus where you want to be and what that obstacle is. You create the strategy for the obstacle and the tactics take care of themselves. So I can get you into a position um, I can get you into a position if you're, uh, you know, you're a past accelerate student. You just think that marketing's not the big thing that you need now. There's another devil that you're trying to uh, conquer. Then this is where you need to start with me. So reach out paul at paulgoff.com, um, and we'll we'll spend a day together. It'll be a small workshop, 25 people. I'll give you the workbooks, I'll give you the frameworks, the spreadsheets and everything that you need. And uh, it can be the start of that next step on your journey uh, with me, which was really one of the reasons I wanted to move to the US was so I could do more of these things. I, I firmly believe that my relationship with you starts online, podcast, email, video and so on, but it gets cemented in a room. I want to be face to face with you, eyeball to eyeball, getting to know you. Tell me everything about your business and I will be in the uh, much better position to be able to help you. And my goal as I uh, uproot my family and, you know, take the, the, the leap of coming across to the US really was around being able to get in a room with you more and more. And that's the, the big focus for me is uh, working with business owners at this end of the business um, more and more that, that as you come across and, you know, the workshop's not working for you, you've tried all the newsletters and everything else and you're sick of all that stuff going on. Um, this is the next, you know, this is the, the, the place you should come. We can get you into a position to be a, a real serious uh, student of business. Uh, from that, to be able to make better decisions, you'll go home less tired. Your business will be significantly better, be sustainably profitable. Um, and most importantly, you'll just feel more in control of, of, of the business, this thing that is possibly running you right now. So do it paul at paulgoff.com you might not get in on the first one um i'm pretty sure we'll have have um a lot of people getting in touch for this one but it could be something that i'm that i'm pretty sure is going to be a quality event so whenever you're listening to this um pretty sure there'll be one in january there'll be one in april uh there'll probably be one in july and in, in october uh every uh yeah if you listen to this now uh, the right time to do it would be uh right now just send an email uh, and we'll get you into the next uh, event. They're always going to be in Orlando. That's not forever debate. I'm not ever going to move it from there, certainly for the foreseeable. So jump on a on a flight or drive down, whatever, and um, we'll work together. Small group workshop, you and I, everything we spoke about today, budget, planning, forecasting, uh, variance analysis. I'll teach you the uh, strategic analysis of what is and isn't going on in your business. Uh, you'll have a clear plan. It'll be executable. You'll know exactly what marketing activity will need to be uh, tied back to the budget. And from then on, it's it's up to you. There's not much more that I can do for you other than put you in a position to be uh, successful and help you make better decisions about your business. Paul at paulgoff.com for questions. 
And please know this, the Cash Club is where it's happening now. For me, all of my things are being released to my customers. We've already done a book uh, that has been released to them. Uh, my book went to number one. It's getting released to the public in a couple of weeks. Everything that I'm doing, there's a big inner circle now. Uh, I know that's kind of a cliche, the, you know, the inner circle. Uh, but I have a pretty cool group that, that I'd love you to be part of if this is the next step for you. These are the things we're speaking about on calls. These are what our Facebook discussions are like. Uh, this is the type of terminology that, that the people who are hanging around me are starting to use. And if it's what you need now, uh, you got to get involved. Got you got to get involved. Don't sit on that fence. Ain't nothing I can do to help you if you just sat on that fence. And and the thing that I'm going to ask you to do is every time you tune into this podcast and you haven't got the, you know, the big change that you wanted, there isn't noticeable progress being made. Don't think that just more time and more just grinding more hustle will make the difference it fucking won't like i can't if i could shake you and look you in the eye i would do it and and when i see you face to face i'll tell you like what have you been sitting waiting for you will kick yourself when you start to get this side of my world inside of my coaching calls inside of my facebook group and the newsletters that i send out every month and the big things i'm planning for 2019 which involves sending even more uh, stuff through the post and stuff to your house via cd and stuff that you can read so you can become a genuine student of this bloody wonderful thing called business i'm in love with it i'm obsessed with it i want to know more and more about it and from that i get significantly better businesses and i can share that with with the people on the on the inside if you like so cash club is the place to start i've made it really really easy ptprofitacademy.com forward slash cash hyphen club and like i said the fork in the ground if you keep listening to this podcast for another month and another month and nothing changes, or you listen to some other podcasts, or you're getting some whatever, and you're not getting that noticeable change that you're looking for, you got to change what you're doing. you got to change what you're doing. Uh, so come on over, uh, join us, wonderful community, hundreds of business owners from all across the US, Europe, and around the world, and um, join the Cash Club. CD comes out to you every month, um, a lot you know, more in-depth than, than I can ever do on a podcast supporting material uh, starting a special report that will come out to you uh, once a month in january um 2019 adding events to the cash club program we are adding more and more to it all the time uh, prices are going to rise obviously so if you get in now uh, you will you'll lock in a, a very low price and you'll be glad that you did very few people leave once they're on the inside so paul at paulgoff.com if you're interested in a strategic planning day with me whenever you're listening to this uh, we will be able to uh, get you to the next one with us and ptprofitacademy.com forward slash cash hyphen club if you're interested in uh, coming into this other other world if you like of uh, of what it really takes to run a sustainably profitable business anyway that's um that's me done i hope you've enjoyed it i'm off uh to sit by the pool with the kids it's beautiful here in uh florida um hope you have a wonderful or have had a wonderful thanksgiving and uh i'll speak to you again before the christmas period uh no doubt but thanks for your time really appreciate it uh and i'll be back uh with another podcast um real soon enjoy Thank you for listening to the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. If you want to advance your business education even faster, then simply head over to paulgoff.com where there are instant access PDF reports and online trainings that you can have from us for free. You can take our free report, the seven things that PT School forgot to teach you about becoming a successful business owner, and the online tutorial, how to generate 20 new patients in the next 30 days without a single referral from a doctor. Both of these free trainings will give you more guidance, clarity and the essential skills to help you grow a more successful physical therapy business starting today. Find out the critical things that Paul's learned from growing his very own private physical therapy business 
and from helping other business owners from all across America, in Britain, Canada and Australia. As valued listeners, we want to give you this training for free. All you have to do is head over to paulgoff.com, that's P-A-U-L-G-O-U-G-H dot com to collect them. We'll see you again next week for another episode of Paul Goff's Physical Therapy Business School podcast. And until then, have a fabulous week.